You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Five years ago, a musical that defied convention and enchanted audiences with its simplicity and profound storytelling closed on Broadway after almost a year and a half of critical and audience acclaim, The Band's Visit. Composed by David Yazbek and written by Itmar Moses, The Band's Visit emerged from a crowded field of pop rock musicals in the 2017-2018 season as a masterpiece that transcended the contemporary Broadway norms. The dynamic duo of Yazbek and Moses crafted a musical that gave audiences a rare opportunity to immerse themselves in a narrative that embraced simplicity and emotional resonance. The Broadway gem also made waves during the 2018 Tony Awards, earning a remarkable 11 nominations and taking home 10 of them, including the coveted Best Musical. Now, it faced stiff competition from big blockbuster shows like SpongeBob SquarePants, Mean Girls, and Frozen. But the band's visit found a way to touch hearts and minds that set it apart from those mega-musicals. As we begin 2024, the Middle East is making headlines again, and is dividing people in this country and abroad. So I wanted to showcase an Arab-Israeli musical that resonated with a variety of audiences on a deeper level, exploring the complexities of human connection and bridging divides through the universal language of music. What you're about to hear is an encore presentation of Why I'll Never Make It of my 2018 interview with Jeff Tice, the associate conductor and keyboard player of the band's visit. In this exclusive conversation, we dive into the intricate world of the musical score, its unique approach to storytelling, and how it goes beyond Middle East tensions to instead focus on our shared human experiences, illustrating the power of connection that can overcome even the most profound political divisions. Join me on this journey as we revisit the timeless beauty of The Band's Visit, a musical that continues to remind us of the profound commonality that unites us all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. 
actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Well, here we are backstage. Actually, we're back of house. Yeah. Of, of, of house. the Barrymore Theater right. yeah. uh, with Jeff Tice, the associate conductor of the band's visit. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, Thank man, you. Of course. So band's visit has been nominated for 11, 11, 11 Tony 11. Awards. Nice, which, okay. Yeah, exactly. And two of those are orchestrations. Yes. And and also best score. Yes. So yeah. as a conductor of this music, what is <laughs> right. it like to uh, to play and to conduct this music on a nightly basis? Right. Uh, I've been telling so many people, well, if you've seen the show, you know that it's very still. Like there's a lot of silence in the show. And so silence, I think, I think plays a, as big of a part as the music in the show. Um, but like I just... I tell people that it's sort of my hour and a half of quiet time every day. <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot of uh, sort of your sort of traditional up-tempo musical theater things. It's, yeah, it's a very mid-tempo to ballady kind of right. Yeah, yeah say the back half it. of the show is is very um, ballad-esque, mm -hmm. you know, with you know, a little, little extra flavor thrown in there. But yeah, it's it's very. Uh, the music, uh, you know, has been described as enrapturing, and people. Just I guess just like the show itself, people have had a hard time pinning down exactly what to say about it. Well, no, well, yeah, because in listening to it, you know, because David Yazbek, so there's a little bit of pop rock feel to to, so to like to like a those, song. So you still get those David Yazbek bass right. lines, right? Bum, dum, yeah, right, dum, you still dum, have that, that feel, dum. and you then know, and then there's that Middle Eastern flair right. to some songs, and right. then all of a sudden, then you're into traditional like jazz ballad. Right, yeah, music. yeah. So you, you kind of run the gamut of a lot right. of different it's styles. It's really cool, which is, uh, you know, the thing that got me interested in musical theater really in the first place was just the pure amount of different styles that you can get your hands on. And uh, this is, you know, klezmer and traditional Arabic music is just one more to add to that list, which is so great, you know, that we get to sort of introduce that. Now, is there a different style to playing that kind of music? Obviously, it sounds different to our Western ears, but is there a style, is there a feel to it that's different? Right. I mean, as a white guy from Texas, <laughs> when they first brought me as on... As a white guy from Alabama, see, so I there know. There you go, right? Um, when they first brought me on to this project for um, the Atlantic, when we were downtown, I remember the first day that the onstage band guys came in, and I was like, what is that? And what instrument is that? And, and how is that tuned? And how is that written out? And so, I mean, I... It's really cool that the onstage guys really a lot of their expertise in this style. I mean, Yazbek would write, you know, the melodies and and have sort of a structure that he wanted, and and then the guys would just sort of go to town on it. And our music director Andrea Grody also uh, arranged a lot of things together. And then, but it was it was amazing at sort of how collaborative the whole process was. Yeah, it was a, a Yazbek idea that flourished with all these other. Minds right. and players getting into exactly, it. yeah. And the guys would be playing, and they would say, you know, traditionally we would do something more like this, and then they would play it for Yazbek, and he'd say, oh, I like components of that, but our Western ear is going to expect something else. So, like a good example of that is in the concert at the very end, during the percussion solo, there's um, a 16-bar percussion solo, and eight bars of that is just the percussion by itself. And then the back half, the back eight bars of that is uh, everybody in the band goes dun-dun while the percussion keeps playing.
And the guys in the band would say, well, you know, if we all do those hits, bum bum, like that's not something that would traditionally be done. And Yazbek said, well, yeah, but our Western ears are going to want to hear, to have something to latch onto. Yeah, the Broadway musical audience is going to need Right, that. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it does. It adds a little bit of variety and a little bit of anticipation to that, to the end of that percussion solo so that you're like, oh, something's coming. Something's about to happen, something new. And then we go back into the return of the... I was reading a lot of what other people were saying, and, and one of my favorite quotes was from an audience member who came and said, this is a show for humans who know how to feel. And so obviously there is a lot that comes to the audience or kind of washes over the audience throughout this show. Absolutely. I mean, I knew it was so special when we were downtown rehearsing. Uh, we were rehearsing at Manhattan Theater Club for the Atlantic production. And uh, Andrea, the music director, said, I want you to go. We were in just one of those little rooms. And she said, I want you to sit on the other side of the room and just you know, take notes, you know, because mm. she was playing at the piano. And um, so I went to the other side of the room, and we ran the whole show. This was towards the end of the rehearsal process. And just like so many of my friends have said, like it sneaks up on you, and at the end, you are so emotionally affected by it, and you can't describe describe why and so at, at the end of the run Andrea and I would get together and she would say so what notes do you have and I would say well about halfway through I just stopped taking notes because I was just completely mesmerized mm. and you know I would you know be emotionally affected and I would just say you know what like this is there's something really special about this and I can't put my finger on it and still I really can't it's it's it just affects people and because of that human level I mean it's it's a story that we may not be familiar with in terms of um, any kind of political goings-on or, or dealings in that part of the world, but just sort of the theme of, like, we're all brothers. and yeah, we're, we're all in this world together. We're all in this world together, and we should all take care of each other. If there's somebody in need, like, you should do what, you know, offer whatever you have to help them out. And so something, yeah, very universal about that. Because in, in last year's season, there was a similar show, Come From Away, which is that very same theme of bringing people in who are there unexpectedly. Exactly. And I've, I've in, in a very quick elevator pitch way, I've sort of described to other people that we're the Arabic come from away. There's definitely not as much choreography and right. there's not as much sort of high energy in, in, at times. You know, it's, so it's a very subdued Arabic come from away. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and speaking of which, I mean, that is one thing that definitely sets Bands Visit apart from the other nominees for Best Musical. They're big and flashy. They have big names behind right, them. Not, exactly. not only the titles themselves are known and have been in the public for a long time, but Bands Visit is so different from that. And it's kind of this sleeper musical that just keeps going. And people, as you said, they don't know why they feel the way they do, but they just want more of it. Right, exactly. There was a Washington Post article about that said something like, the band's visit, the little musical that could, or something, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, while those other shows are known quantities to the public, they're, you know, they have name recognition, they have brand recognition already, and they are based on movies or TV shows in, in, term, in case of, like, Spongebob. But we were also based on a movie, which right. a lot of people don't realize. Which I didn't realize until I started reading up on it. I was like, oh, this is based on a movie, too. Exactly. And, yeah. and when I was brought on, I, I didn't realize that it was a movie either. And, and I found um, you, know, you couldn't stream it anywhere. you know. So I had, <laughs> yeah. you know, I went back to the dark days and like ordered a physical copy of Look it off you. Amazon. Wow. I know, wow. right? <laughs> and um, 
And so when I first watched it, just a couple of weeks out before we started rehearsals, I was just like, how is this a musical? Because I was thinking in terms of like Mean Girls or SpongeBob or, or you know, something high energy, right. you know, a tap number, you know, a, a kick line, you know, stuff like that. And I, w- I watched the original Israeli movie that it's based on and I just thought, it, where's the kick line going to go? You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> where's the big production number? Where's the big production number? And there's not. We don't have one. Hmm. Um, which I think is really cool. And, and uh, our, our producer, Oren Wolf, also talked a lot about when we f- the feel he wanted to set up when you first walked into the theater. I mean, we're, we're on 47th Street right off of Times Square. You know, we're right across from Waitress. Yeah. But, you know, the hustle and bustle right outside the door. And then you walk in and there's, you know, music, it, just so- solo lines of our guys in the band. Just mm-hmm. um, And they said they wanted it to be like sort of a prayer from the minaret sort of. You know, like like a solo violin, sort of slow and just winding, and that uh, our amazing George Abood plays, and he's he's so incredible. But it really sets the tone for the show. You know, you walk in from the hustle and bustle outside, and you hear this these sort of haunting, sweet prayer-like melodies um, with the pre-show music, and you sit down, and you know, and the and even the projection that's happening on the scrim, you know, before it starts. Yeah. Um, is sort you know has sort of like way like sort of a wave sort of feel to it almost like a mirage you know yeah and um so so really just kind of okay put the city aside right put the city let, aside. let go of your day yeah and now you're in this yeah, is a quiet now you're in this world this yeah. is a quiet which like i said you know going back to what i said before this is this is like a a dedicated quiet time for me eight shows a week Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So talk about your journey with the musical. When did you start with it? Right. So there was no out-of-town tryouts or anything. And there were a lot of, I believe there were a lot of workshops before I was brought on. And that was only Andrea in terms of um, music team other than Yazbek uh, and our contractor, Dean Chernow. And they were looking for uh, an associate um, for the show, and I had worked with Dean, our contractor, a couple years ago on Lysistrata Jones, and oh, so okay. he remembered me from that, so he gave me a call and said, would you come in, and, and you know, we'll see if you're a good fit for the show, and in terms of what you'd be doing, conducting-wise, and and uh, yeah, so I came in uh, just right before we started The Atlantic. Actually, I was up at Merry-Go-Round. Which is how we know each other. Which is other. how we know each yeah. other, yeah. Yeah, from Merry-Go-Round um, Playhouse. And so in the interim between when you left Atlantic to when you opened here at the Barrymore, what was that process like? Was there some revisions? Was there a lot of tweaking at that there point? There was. I played for like one sort of all one or two like all day choreography workshops where our um, choreographer Patrick McCollum got some of his friends together and we just sort of experimented with like what could be going on during Omar Sharif and you know and some other ideas that oh, okay. he wanted to Im- implement downtown but didn't we didn't have the time or the space or you know I mean that's really all I touched on it when we were in the interim. Um, was that with the knowledge that it was coming here to the Barrymore at that time? 
I didn't have that knowledge, but I think people that <laughs> people the, higher up the, the muckety mucks, yeah. yeah, I think they knew. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I wanted to believe, of course, that that was what was happening. But you know, in this business, you also don't want to, you know, no, you put you, your eggs in one you basket. Can't, you you know? can't. So you yeah. just have to keep going, like you know, like everything's normal. And yeah, um, and I did, and I went back to merry go round, and you know, did my normal stuff. But yeah, so we transferred almost the entire original company, and then we added our onstage percussionist. Um, Osama, mm-hmm. who is actually from Alexandria, where the band is from in the show. How about that? And wow. so, yeah, it, it, bringing him in just added this whole um, other sort of energy and, and authenticity. And, 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 and yeah, of course. For sure. Um, we didn't have that onstage percussion downtown. And so it was even sort of even a quieter experience downtown mm-hmm. because there wasn't that sort of driving. You know, like if, if you've seen the show, you, you, you know, he, he plays so loud and so you know, with such gusto, and um, it just really adds this whole other energy to it. And how many pieces did you add going from the Atlantic to here? So we kept everything. So I think oh, oh, downtown so we had, yeah, so same pieces. So we had eight downtown, and then we added Osama, which was the ninth person. Wow. So four of us stay in the pit the whole time, two keyboards, bass, and drums. And then... The other five guys from the pit split their time. They're the ones in the blue suits, so they split their time between down the pit and up on stage. Yeah, and you'll know they're the 802. They're the union guys because they don't have lines. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they're the ones that play and don't have lines, except of course for George Aboot, our violinist and and oud player. He is actually an equity actor uh, first, and he just happened to grow up with this music, and oh, his wow. father and his grandfather have played this music before him, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he's was very immersed in that world already and he speaks fluently. And um, so he has, you know, uh, scenes um, to himself. And ha- I don't know exactly how it works, but he's half 802, half equity. Yeah. Um, so he comes down and plays in the pit with us. And, and um, then he's on stage and he just yeah. like rips these like violin solos that are just crazy. It's just like sort of this Arabic fiddling that's you know, full of, uh, you know, micro tonal stuff and, you know, all that. So apart from the music, which was nominated, obviously a lot of the actors were the it's right. best directed. So yeah. it's it's an it's an onstage acting piece as much as it is a musical piece for sure. Absolutely, it's and, and sort of my other half of my really quick elevator pitch to people who ask what it is, I say it's more like a play. I mean, there's still a song every scene, um, but it's and now we have one of our actors warming up. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> um, yeah. But it is more like it has more of the feel of a play, and you know, uh, David Cromer, our director. Um, this is his first, well, I don't know if it's his first musical ever, but, you know, he's, you know, this is... Um, yeah, he comes from the play world. He comes from the play world, exactly. Yeah. So it really has that play sort of mentality to it, yet yeah. with a song every scene. And I think one of the great things about bringing so much of the original cast um, to the transfer is that when we started rehearsing for the transfer, we already knew what the show was. You know, we had all done it before. Right. We did a, you know, we did a table read and we were all like, oh, yeah, that that went really well <laughs> just like being back in the saddle but we but it afforded us the opportunity to really work transitions and to really dig deeper into the acting side so it's not just and and because we're a one act and because there's no production numbers it really afforded us the opportunity to really zero in on those elements on those acting play like elements absolutely um, so you know we didn't have to you know devote whole days to giant production numbers, you know, 
so yeah, I mean, I think just all those things sort of like really worked in our favor and, and we really focused on transitions alone, I think, are just, it's worth seeing the show just for the transitions. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 so, and so with that work, obviously, as, as you said, it touches on some, some Middle Eastern issues that we in the West kind of hear about in the news, but we obviously don't have a firsthand experience of. What right. was their idea in, in kind of bringing these, these tensions onto the stage? You know, I can't completely speak for Cromer, but the things that he said to us in rehearsal were that we don't want to make it about that. And right. our, our playwright, Itamar Moses, we, we, in adapting the, the film, actually the film is not that way either. There's, there's only one scene in the film where they first get to the, ca- the cafe and they're sitting at a table close to the wall and there's a little picture of a tank that's been framed on the wall and one of the guys from the band looks at it and he takes his hat off and he hangs his hat over to cover the, to cover the picture of the of the tank you know it's only as big as his hat and um, I think that's a really great sort of symbol for what you know just saying to putting that issue to rest like yeah it's like show is it's like that's there that's a given but now let's now let's talk about something deeper exactly something if, more if meaningful. you're coming in and you know that it's about a group of israelis and a group of egyptians you already have sort of a a, a light understanding of what could happen you know right but that's not what the show is about so it's definitely there in the fact that in the opening scene george's character um says and be on the lookout ariel's character says for what and then he can't think of anything. And, you know, and so that's sort of our way of sort so of like a nodding. Hint at it. Right. So, so, yeah, so, so the direction really was to, to steer clear of that and just deal with, with these people and interacting and, and, and how As that... humans, right. right. Exactly. And so, and, you know, you get visually, too, I mean, the costume design, the, the powder blue suits are so striking against the beige background that you already visually, symbolically understand that these people are completely out they of stand element. out they stand out right yeah. and so you already just on that level you're like wow these this group of people is completely different from this other group of people and um they didn't want to make it about that it's not about the politics it's about the human connections and so you see that there's a divide there and what's the bridge the bridge right. is our humanity the bridge is music is a common language and I would say that that's probably the reason why it's so different from the other three nominated for Best Musical. It is this very simple story, a very simple look at how people come together and how they interact. Apart from politics and all the other things that can divide us, but just how people come together. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really as simple as that, you know? And um, it's not much longer than the original movie. I mean, I think the movie is an hour and a half, and I think we're an hour and a half. And yeah. you don't want to overstay your welcome. You yeah. don't want it to keep it in the, <laughs> in the idea of the show. Yeah, you know? And so it's just a simple story, and it just takes one act to tell. And there's nothing, you know, at the end of the show, you can, you know, sort of, if you want to continue the story on yourself in your head, you know, right. what happen- you can imagine what happens to these yeah. people. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is one way, one reason we wanted to put the concert in for this version was, uh, after the bows was sort of, a. it could be represented as like, you know, they got to where they were going yeah. and this is what happened, you know, and this is the, the music that they played. Yeah. Um, so in that way, you don't have to imagine like you can hear, you know, the conclusion of that, part of the story you know yeah. but, you know when they get back you know what happens does Holland get expelled from the band you know I mean you can fill that in yourself like his relationship with Tufik has changed the band leader his relationship with the band leader has changed over the course of the hour and a half that you're watching the show um, and it all takes place in about 24 hours yeah um, 
And was it like this from the beginning? Did people know, okay, we have something special. This could really resonate with people. I mean, they knew, yeah, we all knew that, like I said, when I was in rehearsal for downtown, I would just be like, wow, there's like, there's something happening here. Something yeah. is really cool. But, you know, then again, you still don't know if it's going to take off with people. I mean, you know, there's lots of things that have been small things that, that have been are, wonderful, that are wonderful and very special and yeah. they don't last that long. I mean, look at Indecent last year, you know, I mean, that. I mean, didn't they post a closing notice and then they ended yeah. up extending? Yeah, then it's like, it's yeah, like, hey, it's like, wait, wait, people, right, wait, but, wait, but I want to see it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. it could have easily sort of gone that way, you know, yeah. in the sense that we were just a, a little jewel that happened and then we were gone. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's it would still be as special that way um, if it is this way, you know, as it is this way. Right. You know, but, it's, it's so much more than just this Tony nominated show. Of course. It's, it's, of it's course. obviously got a lot of depth to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for joining me on this encore presentation of Why I'll Never Make It from the second season with my friend and guest, Jeff Tice. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, in charge of writing, editing, and producing this podcast. The next season of Closing Night is a few months away, so I hope you'll enjoy more bonus episodes like these between now and then. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.